Welcome to the Veteran Business Collective Podcast. Hello, I am Chase Roth, your host, and I am here today with the iFly Wilmington team. You guys, go ahead and introduce yourselves to everybody. Yeah, great. Uh, thanks, Chase, for having us. Uh, my name is Pat McGuire. Uh, I am an active duty uh, Marine uh, officer that, um, you know, here that kind of an original concept for the iFly. Um, dating back for about three years or so, and uh, I'm an active duty again a Marine officer. Been uh, specifically germane to this is I've uh, been a, a military free fall jumper since 2013, and kind of that started the original journey of I fly in, in my in, in my instance and in, in using indoor wind tunnels um, for military training and skydiving, but certainly for enjoyment. So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit later, but uh, yeah, that's my brief background. Yeah, Chase, thanks for having us. Uh, Dave Stoller, um, Chief Operating Officer for uh, Fly Wilmington, um, Marine Officer as well, uh, currently a reservist, just came off of active duty uh, in August of this year. Um, served down here as a spy officer, uh, 3rd Battalion, 6 Marines, then went to uh, recruiting duty up in Maryland. Um, like I said, recently transitioned um, and now with the company here. And I'm George Jamison. Uh, my friends and family call me Jamie. I hope you will too. And again, thanks for having us. Um, I am uh, actually a veteran of the U.S. Air Force uh, back in the Cold War. So I was, uh, it, was, it was back in the 80s when I was in the service uh, and uh, had a couple of, I worked in actually in a, a large R&D center in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee, which was an amazing place, full of wind tunnels, interestingly enough, and space chambers and ballistic ranges. And then I spent some time in the Pentagon uh, before I got out of, uh, out of the Air Force. And since then, I've been a business executive, and a, uh, I'm now a, a leadership and uh, consultant, a, a business management and leadership consultant, um, and executive search consultant. And, um, but probably the biggest accomplishment I've ever had is uh, I had three amazing daughters. My, my wonderful wife and I had uh, three amazing daughters, and um, two of them are married to these guys. So... Uh, it's uh, family business we're getting started on here. Okay. I was, I was going to make a comment, uh, kind of a snooty remark, that we've got two Marines sitting here, and somehow they found it acceptable to include an Air Force guy on their, on their venture. But now, well, you know, like they took your daughters, so <laughs> it kind of makes sense. they got to you know, give you back know, in some way, right? You know, here's the thing. You, you can make fun of that, but, you know, there's a guy at this table here who has enough sense to jump out of a perfectly good airplane. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> well, you say they're perfectly good, but are they? Yeah. <laughs> I've been sitting around plenty of times waiting for the mechanics to count their wrenches because they couldn't find one somewhere. Yeah. So It does happen. Yeah. It does happen. Well, awesome. Thanks for being here today, guys. I'm really excited about this conversation. You have a lot of really cool things going on. Um, and uh, let's just get right into it. Yeah. So, Pat, you, know, you said during your, your intro that uh, uh, you know, you're still active duty yep. and you got the inspiration to, to bring an indoor skydiving uh, complex to Wilmington because of your time on active duty yeah. and all the time you spent doing military freefall yeah. jump operations. Um, but why, why while you're still on active duty? Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'll start, you know, I mentioned 2013. So, uh, got the chance to go out to Arizona and, and do the Marine Corps, uh, military multi-mission parachute course, what they call it, MMPC. Um, you know, uh, from a personal standpoint, I was always a guy and still am, you know, I, I couldn't stand roller coasters, right? And my, you know, my stomach goes through my throat when I still do it now. And, um, but I've always wanted to try it and professionally and certainly, you know, working in, uh, I work in Marine Special Operations and it's, it's part of our skill set. So 
Um, first time I ever jumped out, a completely different thing than I expected, and I fell in love with it immediately. So um, it became a hobby. Uh, I wanted to be a little bit more while not doing it for the military, but certainly jumped a little bit in the civilian world um, just whenever I could and, and certainly was appropriate and I could get time, you know, um, certainly, the, you know, taking into consideration, consideration the family and deployment, so on and so forth. Um, and, and really was jumping for work and jump for pay, as you remember, we called it, right, just um, in staying proficient in that skill set. And then I would say fast forward about 2017, I really got in, into heavy, and that was for work as well. So I, was, I had the opportunity to be a part of a, uh, an advanced freefall cadre uh, training and evaluating and implementing um, additional skill sets for operations. And I was jumping a ton. That that sounds like kind of like a dream job, doesn't it? Yeah, for yeah. a lot of people, yeah. right? you get paid to just parachute every day. Yeah, yeah. Right. A lot of people don't know that, but so right. you know. How, certainly. how do you how do you how do you weasel that one out? Because I'm sure you weren't the only one that would have liked to have done that. No, certainly. So in the Marine Corps, um, special operations or not, if you, if you're a jumper, if you're static line jumper, so parachuting that pulls the plane pulls it uh, the parachute out for you. As you're um, as you're jumping out of a plane, or as you, if everybody commonly sees, you know, skydiving, you're jumping out and you're pulling your own chute. Uh, but you get paid for that. Extra special skills in the Marine Corps: diving, jumping. If you use um, a lot of demolitions, because of it's a hazardous duty, and incentive pay is what they call it, so HDIP. So um, yeah, they give you a couple hundred bucks a, uh, a month extra as long as you stay proficient and you're, and you're uh, you know you're doing what your training requires to. So. Um, again, just doing that, that, that cadre where I was uh, doing a lot of jumping over a lot of months. I was doing a lot of deployments, and in between those deployments, doing a lot of jumping. Um, and, you know, it was about 2018, Jamie. I think it was the springtime of 2018. I was in between one of those deployments out in Arizona, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I kind of tell this anecdote when, um, when we're doing our investment, um, either pitches, banks, in investor um, pitches. But I remember it. I was always using iFlies. You know, we use indoor wind tunnel um skydiving facilities because it's you know it's just, it's a safe reliable way to um practice and advance your individual skill set and team skill set so maneuvering yourself in the air in a safe manner mm -hmm. um so when you do it for real when it's r truly life and death um it's it's you, you know what you're doing you've been yeah, you got some that. practice already exactly you're not, you're not practicing with the ground actually coming at you exactly at 120 miles an hour whatever exactly it is, right? exactly what it is yeah um, so I found myself in, in, you know, I flies all the time in between jumping and, you know, full weeks of just doing indoor wind tunnel training to advance my individual skill set and our team skill set. And I remember just there, just sitting around. We were in between a session. You know, we would usually contract for an hour or so, but the civilian market um, can come in and use these as well. And I really wasn't familiar with that, but, you know, I just, you know, I would see it all the time. And I remember sitting around. And just noticing, kind of my, my world had opened up outside of the training I was doing. And uh, I said, man, there's a lot of people here right now. It's the middle of the week. It's not a school holiday. Um, and there's a lot of people of every demographic, age, and capability. And they're having a blast, an absolute blast. They're always filled. Um, and, you know, it, I, it just dawned on me, like, this is really cool what they have going on here. I had been traveling between Austin um, other Florida, other parts of the country using the same facilities, not cookie cutter, a little bit different every time, but been doing it enough years to, to know that these are pretty prevalent. And, and again, a really cool thing that seemed to be great for the community. Um, and it is. So as I came back to Camp Lejeune, I was still living at Camp Lejeune at the time. Um, and being a, a member of the you know, Marine, Marine Special Operations Jump Program, you know, again, not just jumping for pay, but just as understanding what the program requires. 
um, I, I wondered to myself, why don't we have one of these? You know, we, the military in particular, because I'm thinking from a training perspective, had done great things for me personally. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was just an inter- introspective question. So I kind of just did my, enough basic research and, you know, where's the closest one? And of course, there's one, you know, two and a half, three hours up the road in, in Rayford, um, but not really accessible to, you know, Marine Special Operations Command just because of the, the time, the distance and the you know, time away from home, amount of money it takes to, to get out there and so on and so forth. So that was that's really where the journey began. Um, and I, I quite easily I went on iFly's website because I, I, that's what I was most comfortable with and what I used the most and a great brand, great, great company. Um, and I just contacted him. I just, this is, this is who I am. This is my idea. Is the Wilmington market in, you know, is, is that something that you guys are looking at? And so you, you did all this research, uh, was this prior to telling these guys your, your idea yeah. and your vision? So you were kind of on the, in the back doing this on your own, trying yeah. to figure things out yeah. and then yeah. contacted iFly, started talking to that. At what point did you, who'd you go to first, Dave or Jamie? Uh, Jamie. Um, okay. So, you know, and I'll, I'll kick it over to you, Jamie, but I, I, I did it. I had, you know, I signed some basic non-disclosure agreements with iFly and they, they kind of gave me a project overview of what it takes to open these one of these up and quite a high dollar initial capital amount. Mm-hmm. And one that quite frankly was, was blown back and like, ooh, well, I'm intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely intimidating. Yeah. And, you know, I'm active duty. Uh, I tell the joke at the time, you know, if it wasn't for autocorrect, I didn't know how many S's were in business, right? I didn't mm-hmm. have an MBA. Mm-hmm. And I was, but what I took out of it, and before I kick it over to Jamie, I'm like, man, this sounds like an awesome challenge. Like, you know, what I've done my military career, found a challenge. If I, you know, did some initial risk mitigator calculations in my head. And I, I, for me personally, I've always never wanted to be like a what if guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this sounds like an awesome challenge. I know how to solve complex problems, you know, put smart people together, the smartest people you can find. And or if they don't know this, you don't know that person, at least somebody else can connect you. Put, put them all in a room together, SMEs, subject matter experts, what we call them in the military. Let's put our heads together and let's see what we can do with it. So, uh, Jamie, you know, when I brought the yeah. project to you. Yeah, that was probably right about three years ago. I think it might have been Thanksgiving. Uh, and uh, we, you know, our families all get together Thanksgiving and Patrick, um, kind of everything you just heard is kind of what he said to me at the time. He told me about his experience. He told me about how, you know, how full they were, how busy they were, how important they were for training. And he said, I'm thinking about maybe opening one of these in Wilmington. And he said, I just wonder what you thought about that. And I said, Pat, I think it's brilliant. You know, I think you should do that. And uh, he said, great. How'd you like to be my partner? (laughs) So, um, uh, you know, and, 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 and actually made a lot of sense. I mean, uh, you know, I, I bring almost 40 years of business experience to it, including corporate leadership and, and some entrepreneurial experience and some um, business consulting experience. So, we, you know, having said that, I had no idea what kind of adventure this was going to be. And it's been uh, an incredible, an incredible ride, an incredible learning experience. Um, and we're, uh, you know, we're going to get this thing done. I mean, it's, it's been, uh, you know, it, the, the, the plans are falling into place beautifully. Hey, you all just signed your ground lease, right? We just signed our ground lease. Yeah. Uh, we're, you know, we're negotiating with the constru- construction firm and, uh, you know, the financing is all, you know, coming together. So it's, uh, it's super exciting. And what Pat and I realized is we both still have full-time jobs, and this is a lot of heavy lifting. And uh, we got really lucky because uh, Dave was uh, in his, at, at the point in his career when he was thinking about uh, what to do next. 
And um, uh, in, in fact, I'm, again, I'm an, an executive search consultant, a headhunter. And I was connecting Dave with a lot of corporate opportunities. And uh, they were very interested in hiring him. Uh, but um, none of them were quite resonating. And Dave, I'll toss it to you. Tell, tell, tell what happened from there. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, as you know, the transition process um, out of active duty kind of starts a lot earlier than you, you would expect it to in that you, you do the resigning of your commission about, uh, you know, four months, uh, four months out. Uh, but not a lot of people are looking to hire somebody four months out. They kind of want somebody that's going to be, you know, in the seat within 30 days to uh, maybe maybe two months at the most. So I was interviewing around. Um, that, that was going very well. Um, I had just finished my, uh, my MBA program in uh, December of this year. So I was doing the interview thing. That was going pretty well, but um, nothing had solidified. And, and uh, the Jamie and Pat here said, well, what do you think about this? You know, we're, we're, we're starting this thing up, and we really need somebody to run it. And we would like you to be that guy. So brought me onto the team very fortunate enough to be working with my family here um, and excited for this opportunity to do this with them I think it was when we first I was on my latest deployment I, I just got back in June but I think like it was in the beginning portion of that when um, I had heard through Simone my wife um, that you know it's a done deal you're getting ready to finish and uh, you know we were just texting back and forth on whatsapp or whatever I'm like hey you want a job you, you want to run a skydiving facility <laughs> And it wasn't until I think it was around. I actually thought you were joking when you said yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I mean, probably most people would think that yeah. was a joke, right? Like, I, I half-heartedly was, but and then you know, Simone and my, again, my wife and I would start to think about it, and we were talking everything that Jamie just said, and we're like, I was like, do you think, you know, one, can we do it right financially, right and responsibly? But two, is, this kind of seems like a good idea. Is everything I've, me and Jamie have talked about. It, it, you know, to build a family enterprise that's great for a community on something that we're passionate about, right? Jamie, you know, again, in, in the in the search world, I used to, uh, Jamie and I would always, you know, we've known each other for now 15, 16 years, right, 2005. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as the years went on in working, um, you know, coming up on 15 years now, but, you know, he, he always said, have you ever thought what you want to do afterwards? And he'd always just give me three basic questions that I didn't. I was still in the middle of deployments and team time and all that stuff. And I just, he said, well, what are you passionate about? Where do you want to live? And what do you think you're worth? And, you know, I, I would always kind of contemplate that. And I'm like, well, you know, and I would just think about it, you know, introspectively. And I came back and, you know, at one point, we were, you know, having a, having a beer. I said, I like skydiving. And, you know, that hadn't, this was years before this. And he's like, well, you know what? There's probably a couple hundred million dollar industry in skydiving. I don't know it, but okay. I mean, you like to skydive. And a number of other things came up. Um, where do we want to live? My wife and I, you know, we've been at Campbell June since 2012. And, you know, we love the area. We, we love, you know, we're in the, the top sale region down, um, closer to base. But we love the, the, we love the people. We love the community. We love our, our neighborhood. So we said we want to be in North Carolina, right, in the Carolinas at bare minimum. Um, but self-worth, right? What do we bring outside of the military Experience-wise, you know, you know, I'm not an infantry marine, but you know, skills-wise, special operations skills. Previously, I was a logistics officer, but how, do, how does that compute to the civilian world? Um, now I'm going through and having through the transitioning program, the Honor Foundation, and you know, shout out to them. It's a great, pro great, great program um, that I know you're affiliated with. Some people know about it. We can talk more about that, but you know, very hard for transitioning veterans. To, how do I tell somebody this is what I'm worth, right? The soft skills that we talk about, so mm -hmm. leadership, decision-making. Um, 
And, you know, that's, it's always something for me, you know, obviously with, we're going a different path and I'm not going out and, and doing some interviews, but that's still, I think they still all apply. And again, I, I go back to, you know, a co- very complex problem from capital raise to employee hiring. How does this all come together and, and put smart people together and we're going to get it done. And we're, 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 that, we're that close and we have a, a clear pathway ahead to, to open up our facility. That's, that's, that's awesome. And I, I like this conversation because so, yeah, we have a lot of members of the VBC that are business owners or professionals, and then we have members that are active duty that haven't yet figured it out. Yeah, and so they they come to our meetings and they join our organization so they can interact with folks who've gone before them uh, to kind of figure out what is out there on the outside other than just a job, yeah. right? You know, uh, and so your your story is interesting because you're not yet out. Mm-hmm. You're a reservist. Mm-hmm. Are you staying in the reserves? For now, I'm, okay. yeah, I'm doing that for at least you know a year or two. Um, but it, it's it's brand new. I'm actually going up this weekend to, to Raleigh for my second drill period, so it's still okay. very it's still very new to be on that. Yeah, I see your hair's not quite long enough. Yeah. To <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Had to go uh, this this morning to make it look like I do this part time. So yeah, and and you come from the corporate world, so you yeah. you have you have that background. So this is just such a unique uh, situation that people can 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 learn from. I think yeah. so. I'm excited to get this get the story out there. Let's take a minute to talk about how how do we end up connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're still on active duty yep. and a friend of mine that I used to serve with, yep. I believe is your operations chief, yep. correct? And yep. he's like, Hey man, there's this group. You should check it out. Right. Yeah, exactly. Shane, Shane Stumiller, Master Sergeant Shane Stumiller. He actually put me through uh, my initial Marine special operations training as uh, an instructor and in one of the phases, final phases of it. Um, and I always respected Shane. I always, I mean, he does to this day, carries himself with complete class, hardworking. And, um, you know, he, he he, I forget how we got on the topic. Actually, it was in passing to a, a friend as I was walking outside of work. He said, oh, I heard you're trying to, you know, there's kind of rumors around that you're trying to open up an iFly. I said, yeah, I mean, where I am. He's like, you should just talk to Shane. You know, he's, my, in, again, my operations chief uh, at the battalion. And I, I said, hey, what are you doing down in Wilmington? I heard you, some sort of veteran organization. And he's like, yeah, the, do you know Chase Roth? At the time, I didn't remember that you were one of my instructors prior to you exiting the military. Um, but he's like, you got to check this out. This, this thing is really, really like expanding quick, uh, but it's awesome. We all get together at least once a month. I think it's second Thursday, is it? Yep. Second Thursday of a month. We get together at the brewery. We select a different um, location every month. And, you know, we just talk between transitioning uh, new business ideas, and is there any chances you either work together or, or a referral to somebody else, and, and just a classic networking um, um, loca- or activity, but amongst veterans and like-minded people. Yeah. So immediately. Well, uh, he's got the pitch down, so I'm glad you're yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> immediately, uh, I was like on LinkedIn, Chase Roth, like, what's going on? I, like, t- I was very excited. I, I had just started the Honor Foundation. And I guess conceptually, I've always known networking, right? Know know a person who can refer you to somebody, but Mm -hmm. never, I guess, officially kind of went through and sat through the importance of networking um, and certainly within the veteran community. We we had just started networking down in in Wilmington based off of referrals. Well, I don't know what your experience was like, but mine mine in the military is we – Generally, you don't ask for help. Exactly. You know, your networking consists of telling those in your network to do things yep. that you have that level of control over, mm-hmm. or figuring it out on your own. Exactly. Um, you know, or, or leveraging your support assets in whatever way they are designed to be leveraged. But um, there isn't a big emphasis placed on just building relationships with people no. um, that can support you 
and you may not even know what capacity yet. Yep. Um, so that was something that took me a while to figure out when I left active duty. Yeah. So he reached out to me on LinkedIn, yep. um, and I responded. We, the three of us ended up getting together for, for lunch at Dockside, yeah, which yeah. I love Dockside. Yeah, it's great. Uh, great place to hang out and look at all the yachts and think about your future. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, what happened from there? So um, we, we had a lunch, and then you, uh, you had some needs, yeah. and uh, we were able to connect you with some folks yep. uh, within the VBC. Uh, talk about that for a minute. Yeah, immediately. Uh, I'm just trying to remember. So, John Panacion. Mm-hmm. Am I pronouncing his name right? Panachon. Panachon. There you go. Now I got it. Um, John immediately said, hey, man, you're talking about a capital raise. I know great people, you know, in, who are in the veteran community are going to help support, even just give you time if you want to, you know, what we call them, Honor Foundation, a cup of coffee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether on Zoom or not, I'd reached out to John, you know, who we greatly respect. We actually just came from sitting with John to, to talk about iFly. And I think we'll work together. So, um, John, um, Rob, uh, Matt, you know, here um, sitting in the Signal Fire studio. So, um, just reaching out, and it was just simple messages. And well, you, excuse me, you introduced us. You know, within 15 minutes, you had fired off three text messages, uh, which I, we, you know, we're eternally grateful for. Um, and it was just a conversation. Hey, these are, these are these guys who they are. This is what they're looking to do. I think maybe you guys should have a conversation. Um, and one thing I think through this whole thing, Jamie, when we first started, we said, we'll talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a huge believer in failing forward, mm-hmm. not promoting failure, but it, at least have a conversation. If I go into a pitch or if I'm going to try to raise money and, you know, you just completely biff it, but at least you learn something, right? You know, you learn yeah. something. It's not a failure unless you don't learn something and implement it. So, right. again, back to it. You, you know, you reached out to us real quick, and within 30 minutes of you know me driving home, but um, connecting with John, Matt, um, and, and several others that hey, let's let's talk, let's come down, either have a beer in person or jump on a Zoom link, and and just start discussing business and. I think it was the a week later we, we had last month uh, we had our first VBC event went down introduced ourselves and man I, I just love the organization what you guys put together here and this, this thing is catching fire it really is well thanks for saying so and I, I only ask you to tell that story because that's exactly what everybody that's in the VBC is trying to do and what they want to see happen yeah. is they want to see guys like you trying to start new things and be a resource to help you succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's referral business to be had out of all of it, but at the end of the day, everybody, it's a win for all of us if if you guys come to us and we can give you tools that help you win. Yeah. And that's that's the that's the main goal. So it's just, I think it's important to acknowledge it when it happens yeah. um, so we can continue doing it for other Absolutely. people, you know? Yeah. Um, a funny story to kind of, you know, illustrate like the power of this VBC network is, and also asking for help, learning things along the way that we didn't know as we were about to sign our lease and having a conversation with the lawyer about it. Uh, come to find out we need general liability insurance for the property. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's great so story. Pat immediately fires off a message to you. Uh, we're connected, you connect us to Rob. Um, and the day before, you know, we're, we're scrounging to find general liability insurance. Rob hooks it up for us, helps us find our path there. And that morning, we get it sent to us. We go in there. And we we execute the lease like same day. That was within twelve. Yeah, within yeah. under twelve hours of mm-hmm. when you sent that message. Hell to yeah. Rob. yeah. It was. I mean, I was like, man, you know, how did we miss this one? Type right. Thing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That won't be the first. Yeah. That won't be the last one you miss. No, yeah, exactly. Totally. You know, that's all the road of, is. <laughs> we got a lot of learning to do, but that was. That, I think that's probably one of the most powerful ones. 
of yeah. how fast and to, that this the, the BBC itself in, in the concept and it can help us. So if you don't mind discussing some of the details, if we get into area that's, you know, uh, under confidentiality agreements yeah. or something like that, just say so. Yeah, um, but uh, just for the to hear more about the process and, and mm -hmm. everything you talked earlier, you, you went on the iFly website, you fill out the contact form. They're like, yep, yeah, cool. It's going to cost you. What is it? Eight million dollars? Yeah. So I think that the, the original number was twelve point four million dollars to twelve point four million dollars start your business to open the door. And, and then uh, your, your your reaction to hearing twelve point four million was what? Uh, are we swearing in here or no? You <laughs> can. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> well, there goes that. Um, is really what it was. <laughs> and I sat on it for yeah again. So that was probably like the summer time that I actually kind of got that out of iFly and their and their global development team and. I'll say, uh, you know, shout out to Pat Framel, who's the vice to, or, uh, vice president of global development at, at iFly. Um, and, uh, you know, we we worked with the, I, I conceptualized it, brought it to Jamie, and Jamie actually went to an iFly facility up in New York and kind of was like validated, like, yeah, this, this has something to it. And then we, that's when we really officially said, hey, well, let's do this together. Um, but, okay, $12.4 million, here we go. Uh, and we really started to just break it down and, you know, iFly has been extremely, it's been awesome to work with and, you know, it was everything we asked, like, hey, well, why is it this? Why is it that? And understanding the different parts of the business from uh, helping with pro formas. I didn't know what a pro forma was. I, mm -hmm. I like, and it's financial projections. Okay. And they, they uh, you know, we, we got a, a guide on that from iFly and started just breaking it down problem by problem. And really the pro forma, when I first saw it, was, I was like, overwhelming. Yeah. Three, three spreadsheets with... You know, a couple hundred lines of, of uh, they all feed each other exactly. <laughs> Calculating <laughs> yeah. like, over a ten-year time frame, yeah, it's yeah. really something. Yeah, and um, you know that was about a probably a year to a year and a half of getting it to where we're like, okay, we're confident in the numbers we're putting down, um, and, and with some you know verbal validation from the iFly guys, right? They can't legally say, hey, yes, those are your projections. So, I want to I want to beat this up for a minute because. Yeah. There's so many veterans. Rob's really good at spitting the statistics out yeah. that, that want to uh, say they want to start a business when they leave the military and then don't mm -hmm. for whatever reasons. And I think capital is a lot of it, right? Mm -hmm. And they, they get discouraged because they find out they need 50 grand <laughs> or 100 grand, yep. much less 12.4 million, mm -hmm. right? So your reaction to that was, holy shit, yep. like, where am I going to get $12.4 million? Yep. Not knowing. What you didn't know, like you said earlier, not only exactly. what you didn't know, but you brought that to Jamie. Yeah. Were you intimidated by twelve point four million? Hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of money, man. Yeah. But but well, it wasn't. You know, there's a way to say no, right? I, we, I knew we'd get this figured out. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, you know, and and that in and of itself has been a journey. I mean, you know, you've you've you 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 know, it's one step at a time. You explore banks, you explore venture capitalists, you explore private equity. I mean, you know, over the last, uh, this is what, November, over the last 11 months, uh, Patrick and I have been on a road show. And, and for, s what, six of those months, he was deployed. Can we say where? Iraq, yeah. He was in There's Iraq. people there, yeah. So we're doing Zoom meetings with venture capitalists from Silicon Valley. Uh, and uh, he's in a bunker in Iraq, and I'm in my place in Connecticut, and, you know, we're, we're going through all these things. And, and we just, you know, we just decided we're going to make this thing happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and I, I have a belief in the power of the idea. I have belief in in Patrick. I have a belief in Dave. I believe enough belief in myself, and you just start swinging the bat. 
you know, and and uh, and you have to acknowledge and understand that, you know, that that success requires an enormous amount of failure sometimes yeah. before you get there, and mm-hmm. you just do it. You know, you just you just plug away, uh, and you know, and and it's still a journey. The journey's not over, but the the finish line's in sight, mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know, it's been and it's been super exciting. So, what would you say to a veteran who's looking at leaving or maybe they're already out and yep. they want to start a business and they're intimidated by that. Yep. The fact that, you know, they don't have a lot of money in savings, yep. you yep. know, they barely scrape by while they're on active duty. They don't, they're not in a position to even be able to leverage themselves. Yep. You know, they don't have a lot of assets that they can uh, uh, leverage. So what would you say to guys like that, that, or gals that see that and they're like, man, I just, I just, I'm not gonna be able to do this. I don't have the money. I start exactly what we're doing right now. Again, fine. If, if you don't know the smartest person, I, I, I like to say, you know, and then quick caveat to it, like putting talented and, and passionate people together to, to solve complex problems. And people say, well, what if I'm not talented? Everybody's talented. You may be talented at networking or talking to people, introducing people to your friends, but one person becomes three more other people. Three, those four now, four people become seven people. But having conversations. It's, it was very overwhelming. I was fortunate to have my father-in-law in, in a position in business that he's had 30, 40 years of experience. Um, but there was a handful, a number of other people, you know, Luke Forcer, you know, part of the BBC, mm-hmm. um, you know, served alongside him, great friend. Me and him discuss it. Like, hey, what, I validate the idea. What do you think? What do you thought? Yeah, it's a lot of money, but yeah. Right. So validating the thought, but ha- you have to have a conversation. You can't do it by yourself. You can't. Like, I mean, if you were talented enough and an well, MBA like puts you in that right spot, right mindset. Maybe. Well, I'd, I'd take it a step further and, and suggest that not only can you can you not do it by yourself, but you don't need to. Right. Exactly. Right. I think that's like we said earlier. That's something that we have a hard time with as veterans is thinking that we got to just figure it out and we got to just do it. Right. We got to either get over, through, or around the obstacle in whatever way we can. And uh, a lot of times we're. You know, reminisce to, to, to just call somebody and say, hey, I need help. How would you do this? Yep. Um, so you had the, the, the wherewithal to do that. And like you said, you were lucky enough to have somebody in your network. And then when you guys realized you need $12.4 million, you yeah. called Dave, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they called you. <laughs> money banks. Yeah. <laughs> right? but, Dave, but Dave and Bernadette, his wife, um, you know, they've been, they've been part of this journey the whole time. You know, Dave just came on officially in, in July, July, August, um, you know, as a paid employee and COO of the company. Uh, and part owner now of the company, um, but they've been along through this journey through the whole time, right? And and supportive. So, so now you're 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 partially funded, yep. right? You're not completely to your goal yet, yep. But you're 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 funded enough to where you feel confident to sign ground leases and, yep. and get the ball moving. Yep. You've brought on you know full time, uh, not just partners but paid partners yep. as well. Yep. Um, so I, I guess a, something I, I can extract from that is that. You don't have to have a hundred percent solution to start, no. right? You can mm-hmm. just start, and then you can figure certain things out as you go. Is, is that a fair uh, assessment absolutely. of yeah. how you guys are approaching this? Absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's a systematic way of you know, hey, I need this money at this time, which we're going through right now, and we have pretty good milestones that we know of when that money's going to be due, right? Some of it, you have to have the seventy percent or twenty percent solution at least to make a decision to get to the next point, and. Full disclosure, like Jamie's saying, the journey's not over, and we're going to continue to learn, and there'll be hiccups and stumble blocks. But there, I, I tell everybody, they're speed bumps, not roadblocks. There's, there's nothing ahead of us, and or in starting this, we just went with the mentality like use them as a speed bump mentality. You can always go around a speed bump, right? Mm-hmm. But and, and you can get to yes, or it's just a small blip in the radar. 
Um, and I feel like a lot of that sounds like hope, um, but it's not. It's just an understanding and a mindset, again, put smart people together and, like, hey, and, and figure out that complex problem. So like you said, start with conversations with people you know. Um, of course, have a common sense view. Is, it, is this a valid concept? In our case, you know, in, from a business standpoint, there's a, it's a gap in the market, and I think it's a validated need, at least through conversations we've had, and certainly looking at, you know, there's the demographic portion of it, and, um, you know, we went down to iFly Austin. We had, I had the chance opportunity of, of tag, or tagging on a, 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 a jumping trip with Jamie's availability to come down to Austin to iFly headquarters, and they, they accepted us in there. We sat down with the global development team. This is probably a year into it or so. You know, validate the con- in the end. iFly has to say yes because it's their yeah. brand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, try to find common sense ways to validate your concept. Um, and I mean, that's I mean, from the comment from just talking to people to you know, and then once you down that, you know, it starts with conversation. You think it's a good idea? Yeah, it's a good idea. Okay, you know, now now looking into hey, how to business grow? I I googled business plan, how to write a business plan, mm-hmm. and just slowly, you know, I, I found a nine page document. Of categories, okay. I just started <laughs> typing. <work>. Yeah, <laughs> just started typing. And, yep. and Jamie and I went back and forth to where we got it to a spot that we could at least show it in, to, you know, iFly, and, and for them to say yes, we probably we're going to refine it a little bit as we go forward. Just mm-hmm. you know, it's a little dated, but the concepts there. Yeah. Yeah, there's an old saying: beginning is half done. You know, and how often do you run into somebody that's, you know, I should have done this or I could have done that or I had that idea, you mm-hmm. know. And, and um, you know, the world is full of that. And, right. you know, the truth is if if you have to have everything figured out, you'll never start. Yeah, you'll never do anything. You, you, yeah. You'll never do anything, you know, it's because it, it, it just doesn't work that way. You know, it's it's funny. Um, you know, things the things don't change that much, you know. And, and it, by the way, it applies to anybody who's transitioned out of the military. It's not even if you just want to be an entrepreneur. I mean, even just to get out and get a corporate job, you know, uh, is, you know, it, it, it takes a certain amount of, of willing to, you know, to, to take a risk. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I remember when I got, again, we're talking about back in the 80s, and like Dave said, you had to give uh, six months' notice, uh, and uh, my separation date was December 21st or December 20th. And at Thanksgiving, I still didn't have a job, you know, but I had already, I was way too, uh, you know, I, there, was no, there was no going back at that right. point. The Air Force wasn't taking me back. Right. And, um, uh, you know, you, you, you just have to get out there and work it, you know, no matter what you're going to do. And, uh, uh, you know, and life has a funny way of having things line up. I, the, we, we've had so many twists and turns in this journey already mm-hmm. that I never would have predicted. Right. You know, and uh, and yet, you know, somehow you go around the corner and there's the answer. And and uh, and then, the you know, the next question is uh, not too far beyond that. But it's so much fun. I think one caveat off of it is and you told me this when we first met. And I guess, again, conceptually, you kind of know it, but in the veteran community, um, but certainly outside of that, there are so many people willing to help and at least just have a conversation yeah. and. Um, and that's not with no re- exp- expectation of financial, um, you know, paying them for it, willing to have 30 minute conversation or an hour conversation because time goes by like that. And you're like, oh, OK, that kind of makes sense. SBA financing, great example. Yeah. How we came to, you know, we're currently in the process and it came, the, the end zone's near um, and uh, in terms of financing. But 
you know, I, I heard of the SBA, the Small Business Association. I just had heard of it. Mm-hmm. Googled it. What's the limits? Do they do this? Are we? Do we even qualify? You know, when we, when we first called them, yeah. uh, they told us forget about it. Yeah, no chance. We'd never fund a project like that. Yeah, we, you know, no and, and one guy, who, an SBA official, told me I've never seen an SBA loan larger than five hundred thousand dollars. So I mean, you might we might be able to get you there, but you got a long way to go before you get this fund, project funded. Yeah. And you know, I mean, if we would have just said, oh, I guess that's the end of the road, you yeah. know, um, it, it turns out. That person wasn't fully informed. Yep. Right. <laughs> their experience was their own. Yeah, yeah. It, wasn't, exactly. it wasn't the experience of the rest of the SBA yeah. right. officials, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can find people, like there's been other people, whether it's banks or not, that you talk to, and you, you can tell you know, how the conversation's going. First 15 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. This is part of, it's not to mean being in the military, but like, eh, like well, these are, these are all the challenges you have. So, you know, that. Thanks for, you know, you have a good idea, but way too many challenges for this. And, you know, probably wouldn't, this is all you're going to go through, you know, climbing this mountain and, you know, thanks, but no thanks. And, you know, we just, we get off those phone calls and we immediately jump on back on another Zoom because, you know, to kind of back brief, you know, about what we talked about. And like, well, we don't want that person in, in our lives. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah we'll, we, let's go find somebody. We don't need that negative Nancy. Exactly. Let's, let's find someone else to talk to. Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, you know, just not, not taking no for an answer, mm-hmm. right? If you if you look hard enough, you'll find somebody. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a meeting with a uh, a banker once. I do some land development stuff on the side, and I sat down with him, talked about some things, me and my partners, and uh, he said, you know, I'm not comfortable with uh, the project you're talking about. He said, but if you talk to enough bankers, you'll find somebody that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, point being, you know, you're not going to get a yes from me, but there's somebody out there. That will give you a yes, yep. you know. So go look somewhere else. You'll yep. find them. And you, like you said about getting turned down and, and turning negatives into positives and that sort of thing, I walked away from that conversation, not feeling discouraged because he said no. I was like, huh, he's right. If I just ask enough people, mm-hmm. eventually someone's going to say yes, yep. you know. And we ended up getting funded, but not through a bank, but because we just kept talking to people. Yep. Yep. Uh, so that's a that's a great point. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. So what's it like uh, being in charge of a of an organization that um, you know, has a ground lease for some trees right now <laughs> and no wind tunnel. Yeah, so it, well, for one, it's it's been very eye-opening so far as far as, you know, everything that, where we have to take this thing over the next year to get it there. Right now, I mean, it, it's great to see a plot of land with nothing on it because I know what that, well, I don't know, but I could imagine what that feeling is going to be like when we do open this thing up and we have this, you know, 60-foot tall thing standing behind us. So there's just going to be such a great sense of accomplishment to bring that to that to this area um so for for me at this standpoint it's just nothing but excitement looking forward because i know what's coming across the next year how much we're going to learn and we're going to have this structure in place bringing such a great attraction to wilmington now as a you know transitioning service member are there any any things in particular you're doing to help prepare yourself for your your new role in this company uh that maybe the military didn't prepare you for are you I don't know, taking any courses or training or anything like that, or you just kind of OJT in it, uh, <laughs> or, or is he taking you to night school? <laughs> yeah. Well, so th- there's been um, obviously a lot of learning that's been happening so far, but I, I think like we kind of we've we've kind of been hitting on is 
is you, you've got to build a network. The, the network is where where the strength is, and and really like like we always say, like when you when you leave the military, you, there's so much that you feel like your community you've you've kind of lost. Fortunately, you know I work with you know other other veterans as well, so they they understand that. But our my first uh, BBC event, I was like when we were there, I was like, this is what I've been missing, this kind of feeling of community in the room. Um, so that, that network in and of itself is, is for me what I don't think the military really taught me when transitioning was that I, I have to get out there, meet people um, that, are, that are all doing the same thing, that have already carried that pack for a mile down the road, that know, you know maybe the answer or know a way to lighten the load or know that I need to talk to this person or that person that may have uh, a solution for us or at least a way to get there. So... Um, it, for me, that, that has been the learning that's taken place since transitioning is that you've got to get out there, find that community because it exists out there. There's a lot of great people doing a lot of great things for each other. Become a part of that community and then pass that along. Be that guy that, you know, when the next guy is transitioning out, yeah. uh, can you receive that phone call and say, hey, you know, I've, I've done this. This is what didn't work. This is what did work. Or you should talk to this guy because he knows what's going on. Very cool. So I've been fortunate enough to have my wife support all my crazy ideas that I've had <laughs> since I've left active duty. I don't know why she continues to, because uh, plenty of them have completely crashed and burned and failed and cost us stress and money and everything else, right? But she does. Um, and I've learned through that process that personally, there are things that are way more scary than being shot at. Yeah. Um, unlike financial ruin is one of them that's, huh? to me, yeah. way more scary than being shot at. Um, so... My question to you guys, uh, you still on active duty, you just leaving. How, how are your wives feeling about your, your new adventure? Yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, you know, my wife has seen this. She was, and she, uh, I guess we'll get her to listen to this, but she was the person, the driving factor. I wanted to put one in Sneedsbury right outside the gate because I was only thinking of the military, I fly. Like, okay. put it right outside the gate. First, I was wondering, why doesn't the U.S. government have one? Mm-hmm. And then, as I, again, as we've broken down how expensive they are to run them, to operate them, so on and so forth, it makes sense why there's, there's not one on any U.S. base in the world. Um, and because, you know, the private sector hasn't, right? And it's a, it's a big market. Um, but I was like, yeah, why don't we have one at Sneeds Ferry? We get tourists coming in all the time. And I, we didn't, we hadn't, we hadn't uh, dove deep dived into any of the demographics and, you know, how many people within a 60 mile radius you want with this thing. Um, and that, you know, is a driving factor for success and revenue and so on and so forth. And she's like, why don't you play in Wilmington? And me, I'm like, Wilmington, that's kind of, that's like 35 minutes. I don't want to drive that far. 35 <laughs> minutes is so far. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from the Northeast. If you're driving 15 minutes, you're like, oh my God. Um, but I was like. You know, you're actually pretty smart. Like, and she's like, you should put it in Mayfair. I'm like, Mayfair? Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know how you go. I mean, this is early in the journey. I'm like, I don't right. know. Who owns Mayfair? Who do I talk to? I don't know. Right. And lo and behold, you know, the, the, the plot of land there right on Eastwood is the, the corner lot that is the, the rear entrance into Mayfair, right? And right along Eastwood Road going to the beach. So, I mean, she has been a supporter the entire time. Absolutely. If, you know, deployments have, have come and gone and so forth, I mean, there's, Quite frankly, right? I, I do. I have my daytime job, and which is a you know, as you know, we all know, is you know, twelve hours a day type thing. You know, and that's not to include your BlackBerry that you have at home to answer emails. You know, emergencies. They pop still up. give out Blackberries. Uh, they, they actually just transitioned. <laughs> just now, got I mean, a, like, a Samsung. Do they go antiquing to find these? Yeah. Yeah. Where do they get those from? Nothing against BlackBerry, but if it wasn't for the U.S. government, I don't know how they, they would stay in exist. business. Yeah. They wouldn't exist. Yeah. But now we just switched to Samsung. So. Okay. Yeah. This is actually like two months ago. Um, but. She is, you know, is this thing going to take off? Is this thing going to take off? And 
you know, it, it's certainly been a learning journey, not, of course, in business, but with her, right? To, you know, I, I'm keeping all these things. I got these things going a thousand miles an hour inside of me. I got planners here, planners here, my notes, my one note. But like not keeping Simone informed, right? That's not usually not communicating with your wife or your spouse. Not usually a good idea. Um, mm-hmm. And learning how to hey, this I learned about a pro forma. She said, "What is pro forma?" Well, this is why I need it. This is why I'm building this business plan. This is what. This is why we got to go to Austin to sit with these guys. Well, did they approve it in Austin? Well, yeah, they approved the concept. Like, okay, when are you going to open it? Well, okay. <laughs> when <laughs> like, when I get twelve point four million dollars, yeah. <laughs> and you know that again, that's the biggest learning point uh, before I stop because I keep going is like the communication. Of course, we've I felt this in the military, but I guess I probably learned should have learned that lesson. <laughs> it doesn't just stop in the military. Communicating on where we are, kind of just giving status updates. Well, right? it's different now because you can share a level of detail in, about your business with your wife that you wouldn't have shared. Yeah. about your military job. Uh, 100%. With, with That's a great wife. point. Yeah. So you're not used to, you're used to just broad brush. Hey, I'm going on a deployment. Yep. I used to not even tell my wife about deployments <laughs> until like a few days beforehand. Yep. Like, hey, by the way, I'm going to be gone for the next nine months. Yep. What? Yep. Like, that's why I didn't tell you two months ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I didn't want it to ruin our last couple of months together, the stress and anticipation 100%. and all that. So you get used to just kind of hiding them from it, uh, you know, to reduce the stress. Yep. And But now you, you're, you're doing a thing where if you don't share, it creates the stress. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you got to kind of flip that. Yeah, and learn what, today about it. Yeah. yeah. What, what about you, you, Dave? Um, you know, you were going, you're going down the path of looking at, you know, corporate America. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I understand you you're, you're employed now with your new, as a partner in your new company, but it's still not really there yet. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you don't have revenue. You're not, you're a long ways from being cash positive yep. uh, in this thing. Uh, how's that? How's that affect affecting things at home, if at all? Yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, risk is a part of life, obviously. Um, but you know, when opportunity comes along, you, you answer that door. Uh, Bernadette and I kind of live by a, a phrase of, you know, if, if it's not a hell yeah, then it's a no. Um, when I was when I was considering, you know, staying in or getting out, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Bernadette knew that, you know, I wasn't too enthusiastic about going back to being a supply officer uh, for another tour. Um, so then it kind of became like, well, that's not, that doesn't sound like a hell yeah to me. Um, so when I was, you know, kind of thinking like, you know, does this sound like something, does staying in sound appealing to me? You know, the, the Marine Corps military in general has a phrase of grow where you're planted, which basically means like you're going to do what we tell you to do or get out, mm-hmm. you know, essentially. So. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of like, well, I'm not enthusiastic about, you know, staying in to do the job that uh, I'm assigned to do. I want to find something that I am excited about. Um, and I kind of went back to, you know, like and everybody in this room has done it is when, when you when you join, you slide tags. Right. And you pick the things that are most important to you as far as like why why would the, the Marine Corps, um, the military in general be important to you? And for me, that was, you know, challenge, um, leadership and adventure. And what we're doing now satisfies all of those because this is a yeah, challenge, it's, it's leadership, point. and it's adventure. Yeah. So that's how this, you know, absolutely became a hell yeah to, for me. And being able to work with my family as well. Yeah. So. And, and the missus is on board with that. She is, yes, okay. absolutely. That's yeah. pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. awesome to have that support. Mm-hmm. Tough to do without it. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, well, you you're, know, you're not, you're not, you're not exactly, uh, you know, looking for a career transition at this no, point, are you? No, <laughs> like, like these guys are. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know I'm, you're right. I'm not. I've uh, actually had, uh, you know, a, a great career, in, you know, in corporate and then in uh, leadership consulting. And, um, uh, you know, it's I, I really was 
this is this is a wonderful reinvention, frankly. You know, I'm this is uh, yes, I'm still working in my in my uh, consulting in my corporate role now, and I will for another you know another couple of years. But um, you know, we have actually we're forming a business enterprise. This iFly is step number one, and it's a it's going to be uh, an incredible uh, asset to the city of Wilmington. It's going to be uh, a wonderful resource for the U.S. Marine Corps. It's going to be an amazing source of recreation for the local people here. But, uh, you know, we have, it, it's probably the first in a larger enterprise. And, you know, we're, uh, what's fun about that is you get to be in business with a lot of different people. You get to make new friends. Mm-hmm. You get to broaden your network. And you get to I, go on Signal Fire Podcast. You get to go on <laughs> Signal Fire Podcast. And I, I just want to throw in um, a, a little um, a, or a large recognition from my wife Kathy, who uh, has supported me in a lot of mo- a lot of moves in the military, a lot of moves in, in my corporate life. Uh, she's uh, hugely supportive of this. Uh, you know, I be, you know she and I together uh, uh, are you know big in, are major investors in this uh, enterprise, and uh, you know she's uh, you know hugely supportive of that. So um, you know it is. Uh, it does. It does take a village. I had. I just do, do need to say one thing, and I want to have a special call out here for Dave because, you know, there's this old saying that when you have bacon and eggs, um, you know, the the chicken's involved, but the the the, the pig is really committed. <laughs> and I think Patrick and I are the chickens here. Uh, uh, but and you know, Dave is fully committed. So thank you for that, Dave. Yeah. yeah. That's big stuff. Very cool. Yeah. Well, we're getting close to the end of our our time here together uh, for this this show. Um, I had a couple asks for you guys yep. coming into it, so let's let's go around the table and get to those. So yep. first, uh, you know, I asked you if you could leave us with a couple of things for our listeners, bearing in mind you know who our who our audience is and that uh, they might benefit from uh, you know learning a couple of things from y'all. So uh, whoever wants to go first, couple. One, one to three things that you want to leave with okay. everybody. I, I touched on one of them, but um, threw in there. But um, again, I, I will say, um, always ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. You, you have to, and it, um, it's not swallowing ego or, or just being humble. It's like you said, you, people are willing to help. Um, a bit cliche, considering this is an iFly and indoor wind, uh, wind tunnel. But um, I actually had the kind of thought about this. I'm a big kind of quote guy. Um, and I always kind of have been in my, in my career, but, and I thought about this a couple of years ago, but kind of the difference between a lot of people is, you know, some people jump, some people don't, right? And jump school, perfect example, right? Some people just, nope, not doing it, right? Not stepping off the ramp. But uh, for me, I've, introspectively, it's like, and it, it applies to skydiving, um, you got to step off the ramp. It, it's, it's risky. It's, in case of skydiving, it's risking your life. Um, but trusting yourself, trusting that you know how to solve a complex problem, trusting that you know your body is going to throw your parachute, um, and you got to just step off the ramp. And it's risky, and it's it, it's there's a lot of anxiety that goes into it. But again, and the final part of that is when it's risky and you don't know what to do, and there's a complex life problem, whether it's your financials, whether you're building a business, find somebody to talk to, find those talented, passionate people to solve that complex problem. So that's my awesome. So I would say, you know, just allow yourself to pursue opportunity. You know, don't don't become stagnant. Um, there's a lot of organizations out there that will provide a very easy way to transition, um, but easy is not always the right answer. Um, you know, comfort should feel, or 
yeah, comfort should be uncomfortable, you know, and, and you should continue to push yourself to, to, towards a challenge, to learn something new, to try something different, um, and, and just go for, go for your dreams, yeah. Yeah, awesome. What I would say is um, don't underestimate how valuable and special you are. Uh, it, you know, it, uh, c- coming from a military background with the training you have, with the discipline you have, with the, c- the contributions you've made to our nation, uh, uh, those are hugely valued by the civilian world, and yet the civilian world doesn't completely know how to comprehend everything you can do and what you're capable of. So know that you're going to run into that, and and have confidence that um, you know that you have enormous whatever you decide to do, that you have uh, a lot to contribute, a lot to add, and uh, and that you're valuable. You know that that. Um, that, that what you have, the world wants and the world needs. That's what I would say to our vets. Thank you for that, Jamie. Appreciate that. Now, on to the book list. Yeah. What do we got? Book. Uh, I have a lot. We got Chimitel here. Yeah, outside of, yeah, outside of. You uh, actually brought the books. Yeah. People just <laughs> remember the titles. Uh, we thought you, you wanted them. us to read them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Coffin. Next episode. Yeah. Uh, outside of all the, you know, I, I got my my uh, bookshelf or virtual bookshelf at this point filled with all types of uh, you know war stories and all that stuff but um, uh, for this one actually I read uh, I want to say two years ago and it's called Profit First by Mike uh, Michalowicz and um, Profit First not so much as you would think in business right it's all about profits right and that would naturally incline that it's not about people now it is Um, and I actually recommend this a lot to fellow vets guys active duty because what it did for me, um, although yes, it, the, the, the structure, the shell of it says profits and how do you maximize your profits, but um, actually how to manage your finances. Um, it applies to businesses, uh, applies to me personally, and um, you know, a very systematic way and just, hey man, call your, call your bank account. You can have multiple bank accounts open, right, to organize. You wanna, you wanna save money for a vacation. You wanna save money for a business adventure. You wanna save money for this, right? And just how to, in a systematic way, help you to kind of manage the stress of finances um, in a very simple way and something that works. I use it to this day, how to ensure you have enough money for your utilities and not just leave in one account and then eventually come to utility time, you're like, here we go, right? Um, And and it's a great book. So again, Profit First, very informative, very easy to read, and even the audio book is great to follow follow as well. Awesome. And with me here, I got The Three Only Things by Robert Moss. So basically, I mean, this is about tapping into the power of dreams, coincidence, um, and imagination. Um, using these, you know, powers or forces in your life, uh, for one, recognizing them, giving them power, not dismissing them, um, and kind of using those to, to search out upcoming opportunities or, or, or paths that you should take. Um, so again, kind of just paying attention to the signs that are coming to you and utilizing those to uh, shape your future. Very cool. And I'd like to recommend two, if I if you, Absolutely. If you would let me. Uh, one, the first one is called "The Big Leap," uh, by written by Gay Hendricks. And the Big Leap is, I, I think, you know, I wish I would have found this book um, twenty years sooner in my life, uh, uh, maybe thirty years sooner. It's about uh, identifying and and being able to eliminate and conquer the self-limiting mechanisms that we all have, mm-hmm. uh, and. and uh, uh, if you know, for for people, it, it'll help open your horizons. It'll help uh, you, uh, you know, see a bigger vision and be able to attain it. So I'm really uh, a big um, 
advocate of that book. The other one is, and I just want to point out, there are a lot of folks out there probably who don't want to be an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. right? They're happy on a, you know, as part of an organization. They're happy uh, to have a regular paycheck and a benefits plan and all this. They want a more of a corporate type of career. And again, as we talked about before, it, making that transition isn't always the easiest thing in the world. So I have a book I'd like to recommend for them. And that is called uh, The Career Playbook. It's written by a guy named Jim Citrin. Jim Citrin is a partner of mine at Spencer Stewart, which is the firm that I'm a partner in. And uh, he runs our CEO practice. So he spends day in and day out dealing with the titans of the world. He's an um, incredibly smart and impressive and, and influential person. He decided to write a book for people in their early 20s. Uh, and you know, it's kind of sp- spanning from early 20s to kind of early 30s. People who are uh, trying to get a career started, people who are trying to build uh, having it at a point of transition in their careers. And it's about how to do that, how to, how to think about it, how to network. Networking is a big part of that, how to, how to find the right mentors. And mentors are incredibly important. We haven't talked about that today, but they're a big deal. And, um, uh, and so the career playbook will ha- is a step-by-step uh, explanation of how to find exactly the right job that you want and be successful and, and grow a career. So for people who want to do that, the career playbook. Awesome. Both all all those recommendations sound great. Um, my my book list grows every month instead of shrinks. No matter how many books I read, uh, appreciate that. Um, well, this has been fantastic, guys. I really appreciate you all coming in, sharing your story uh, with us and our listeners. I think it's beneficial for everybody uh, out there to kind of hear how how you look at something with a sticker shock at twelve point four million mm-hmm. and decide. You're going to do it anyway, knowing what your own bank account is mm-hmm. and that you've got uh, you, the ability to put the right people on the team, uh, the perseverance to, to get through those obstacles and hear the, the no's and the negatives and, and, and keep going anyways. Um, and we can't wait for iFly to be in Wilmington. Yeah, come on, fly. Um, is there a way for uh, folks to get in touch with you guys um, before iFly is open if they want to get involved in some way or maybe they want to ask you about your process or something like that? Yeah, for me, uh, my wife's the Facebook uh, gal in the family, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm big on LinkedIn. So uh, okay. again, shout out to the Honor Foundation to help out with that. But uh, LinkedIn, I'm on there, just Patrick McGuire, M-A-G-U-I-R-E. And uh, please hit me a message and I'd love to have a cup of coffee with you and discuss. Awesome. Yeah, same on, big on LinkedIn. So Dave Solar, S-O-L-E-R. Um, certainly more media coming soon. Uh, we're, we're in the process of working on that for the team here, so uh, that'll be coming soon as well. Yep. And I'm George Jamison, also on LinkedIn. Perfect. Excellent. Well, thanks, guys. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for checking out the VBC Podcast. 